Everybody, <laughs> fuck. All right, here we go. This is the for real time. This one's the real one. <clears throat> hey, everybody, and welcome to Roll Four Twenty Nights on the Binge on This Network. I'm Connor, and I'll be your keeper today. I'm joined with Alex. Hey, hey. Star. What up? And of course, you all know Brian. What up? What up? What up, boy? Connor, my man, lead us into this. Explain to me what I gotta do, brother. Alrighty, so explain to me what we're playing first, dog. So we're gonna be playing a game called Call of Cthulhu. Um, It is a horror-based RPG uh, that exists in kind of the Lovecraft mythos. So instead of being mighty adventurers fighting against dragons, we're gonna be uh, scared as crap and trying not to get our souls ripped out from our bodies. Um, In in you know, a game like D&D, you're a powerful barbarian, and in Call of Cthulhu, you're, uh, like, a librarian. You're, like, somebody that's kind of into flying planes, but not really that good at it. What we're gonna do, I'm gonna real quick kind of establish a relationship with you guys. Um, what's happened is, uh, Meryl, you have received an invitation, um, to a, to a, uh, like a kind of a science, um, seminar that's going on in Maine. Um, and there's going to be a a boat that ferries you um, to this seminar. Um, Clyde, you have also been hired by the seminar uh, to do in, to do all the legal paperwork for them. Um, and you will be shoving off on the Delilah, um, a small yacht um, that uh, will will ferry you up through the the North uh, Atlantic. And then finally into a port in Maine. Um, he points out, uh, kind of ahead of you guys, and you see there's this great big iceberg. I mean, you guys are you know up in the North Atlantic, so it's you know it's it's cold up there. But look out on, on the iceberg, and there is this huge, huge ship just off off on the horizon, and it's kind of lodged in the iceberg, like stuck in the iceberg. Yeah. Alrighty, so <clears throat> you guys approach and kind of from one side of this, this structure. So from one side, you, you come over these doors and they're these huge, huge metal doors. And on the, God, I wish I knew what port and stern was. Uh, on the Port's port left, side. Right? Stern is back, port is left, starboard is right. Starboard, okay. So on the port side, you guys see that these the doors are are ripped out. They're just 
<clears throat> like something inside wanted out and it just beaten its way out of these doors. On the starboard side, however, the door is completely missing. The frame of the door looks like someone beat the door in. <clears throat> this is a huge metal door, though. And there's a long corridor sort of lined with, with a fumes. Uh, and I'll, I'll just let you, and you know, there's numbers in all these rooms. So you can tell me which room you want to check out, and I'll tell you what you find. I'll check out room number two. I'll check number out two. room number one. Oh, I'll go with oh, Meryl. <laughs> all right, so let's do Alex first, because he said his thing first. So, Alex, you walk in to, to the kitchen, uh, and it's just this huge, well, maybe not huge, but it's, a, it's a, definitely a good-sized um, kitchen. As you kind of look around, there's all sorts of pots and pans and a sort of paraphernalia. There's, you know, pots of food that are frozen solid almost, um, sitting on unlit stoves. A pot of stew is overturned on the ground and frozen on the floor. And there's all sorts of, you know, spatulas and and, uh, knives and and frying pans laying all over the place. It It looks like whoever left, left in a huge hurry. All right. I look for any cooking oil, and even if it's frozen, I'll tuck it close to my body to warm it up. Perfect. Okay. So, um, you do you find some you find some cooking oil, and it's not frozen. It's you know it's all right. It's good. All right. I grab it. Out of character. Does cooking oil freeze? I don't think so. It would coagulate at most. Yeah. So it'd be like real thick. Cool. So, Uh um, and then you guys said room number one, right? Uh, yes, Marilyn, yeah, Marilyn, I did, yep. Alrighty, so you guys go in, and, and it's it's a very stately, very nice dining room. Um, there's rows of chairs, uh, half-eaten meals sitting on just cold white plates, and the cutlery is all scattered around. Um, it, it, uh, if you were to take a guess, this is probably the officer's dining room instead of just the crew's. Alright, can I roll a spot check? You absolutely can. I will do that. Can I grab a knife? You absolutely can. I grab a knife and I and I look over at her and I then I toss it over to her and I'm like, "You need something on you other than a monkey wrench." I kind of hesitantly you... grab for the knife and slowly take it and thank him. Alrighty. And my spot check is fifty. Fifty. Okay. What's let me. Um, I went ahead and star. I gave you a, a kind of a butter knife. Um, oh, I thought it was a steak knife. Off the ground. I look back at her and I'm like, with that <laughs> over there, you'll be unstoppable. And I like wink thinking it's a steak knife. And you said you rolled a 50 star. I did. <clears throat> okay. And you kind of pan around the room. Um, and out of the corner of your eye from the door, you see this large white mass just dart past the door. And I'm going to tap Hambone and be like, did you see that? Hmm? Hmm? Yark? And I look over and I'm like, you saw nothing. I'd like to spot check. Absolutely. For specifically, I'd like to spot check for the way the room has looked like it's like been dish di- like okay for one is the room disheveled or is everything set out like it's about to get it's set out kind of like it's like like the meal was half eaten like they sat down and started eating okay and then maybe they hit the iceberg or whatever and everybody kind of jumped up and like oh shit you know kind of ran around 
Okay. Are there any wardrobes? Is there any chests? Are there anything in the room that I could potentially search for? And if so... No, no not really. I mean, it's a, it's a dining room. I take the tablecloth off the dining table. Okay, you have it. And that's it, right? No candles, anything like that there? Yeah, okay, there's some candles. There's some candles. I'll take candles, the candles, too. Sense. I'll take the candles. Um, and then uh, is that door busted in or is it busted out? Um, it is just open. Just open. Okay, cool. Um, all right, let's and... go to room. I look over at her and I'm like, let's head to lucky room number 13. That's what they say, right? And I just start walking. I'm pretty sure that's not what they say, but let's go. Well, tomato, potato. Speaking of potatoes, let me tell you a story I heard recently of potatoes. And then, I, and then I, this old man and his wife. And then as I'm telling the story. <laughs> Alrighty, Alex, where are we heading? Are the other, uh, is everyone else heading? Oh, I'll head to room number three then. I mean, you can meet up with them if you want. I will I'll, check out, I'll check out room number three. All right. So rule number three is lovely. Okay, so you walk in. Uh, and it's it's very much like the um, officer's dining room. Not that you were there. But there is um, one main difference. The tables are all knocked over. Um, and and some seem to be kind of set in the middle of the room, almost like a barricade. But they're, they've been sort of like knocked aside. And there are there's fresh blood. Um, just Well, not fresh, but frozen. Sorry. Frozen blood spattered on the wall. Frozen solid. Okay, well, I hurry to find the other two so I can inform them that there was a bloodbath. Where's the captain, um, Mr. Captain Man? I'm going to call him Captain Ship. He came with us? No, no, he's, he's uh. on the ship. He's, on the, he's on, the, on the Delilah. Okay. Clyde, as you run out into the hall, you know, all kind of shaken up, you see the two of them, you know, kind of walking out of the officer's dining room and heading down to, to the 13th room. Okay, I join up with them and I tell them what I saw. And then, and then she looks at her husband and she says, she sold it because of bushels. You get it? She sold it. She'd been having sex with tons of men. Oh, hey, you got Clive, what's... <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I, I heard something about sex and we'll pick up that thread later because I have a lot to say on that subject. And nobody uh, wants to hear it, Clive. <laughs> oh God. That, that may yet be debatable but guys whatever happened here was violent there was a bloodbath in room three <gasps> i audibly do that a literal bloodbath well perhaps not bathing in blood i mean you know but were there any weapons no but whatever happened on the ship was violent okay let's check room 13 so room 13 is what is called an off-duty mess. And it is sort of, it's a mess hall, um, a room where uh, people who are off-duty um, can, can, can make a mess in any mess they want. They've got whole tubs of Legos, just dump them out. Um, <laughs> I grabbed the you know, that's pieces. <laughs> the perfect I mean, I'm trap. headed for the Lincoln Logs. But. Uh. <laughs> it's, it's the perfect trap. I mean, if somebody runs over those things, they're done. That's it. They're not going to be able to survive that. I mean, it's sort of a, um, a recreation room and nothing, nothing too crazy really going on in here. Any type of like foosball table, ping pong table? There is a, there's a ping pong table, yes. I grab the ping pongs, balls. 
Why and the net and the net off of the table. The tiny net. Yep. I'm gonna make you type that in, Brian. I'm I'm not typing in the <laughs> ping pong balls in the tiny net. <laughs> okay. Uh, I gotcha. I put them away and um. Okay. So am I to understand that on this map that thirteen and thirteen are what connected by a hallway or? There's a hallway between and which leads down to and you know as you kind of go down you see it leads down to another room and that would be room 16 or six it'd be six yes okay um i would like to I'm sorry that's actually room 10 oh okay gotcha okay i would like to look around room Support. 10 could i perhaps pick the lock you can roll lock pick and this is to open what room number 10 Oh, it's Whatever's locked. Oh, uh, okay. Locked door. Oh, you rolled a. Oh, yeah. That's gonna be a no from me, dog. No. I'll roll a. I'll roll a pick, and this is for lock pick. So my locksmith is sixteen. Yeah, I, you are probably the best locksmith we have. Yeah, but I rolled a sixty-eight. It looks like. So you're kind of you know jimmying around, and you're unsuccessful. You know, no luck really. You can push that roll if you want, or you can buy it down with all your luck ever. Nah, I'm mm. good. What's it? Well, I look over at whatever six is. What's six? Like the What's room six? six? Like room six? Or... Um. Okay, so that's a weird, it's just weird how they've done that. But six designates that it's the motor casing for the ship. So you don't need to, that's going to be on every single map, and it does not matter for any of them. Okay. Does 10 lead into any... Oh, wait. So you're saying to get any further past 10 to either go to 12 or 11, we need to pick that lock. Mm -hmm. It's a steel door, right? Well, you can go around. You can go around. So, yes, it's a steel door. So it could be pried open, maybe, with enough strength and with, like, a a crowbar or something like that. Um, There's also doors over here to 11, to door there, to door 7, there's there. Okay. um, 9... I'll come out to door seven. I'll come upstairs and head out to door seven. So that is uh, the crew cargo. And uh, you enter in and you see kind of the, uh, it seems to be like the personal effects of, of the people uh, here. You know, uh, all the crews just, you know, pictures. They each have a kind of a little cubby, a little box. And, and uh, you notice there should be probably about 13 or 14 people on this ship. I'd like um, to spot each. check for some shoes that fit me. Great. Okay. Yeah. Roll spot. Uh, roll spot hidden. Or would I even need to do that? I guess not, not really. I mean, you could just devote the time to open each box and everything. I'll roll it. I rolled a seventy-seven. <laughs> Give me a uh, no for me, dog. Yep. So off off a cursory check, I'm just kind of glancing around. You don't see any shoes. Okay. Uh, do I see any? Do I see any signs of struggle or anything like that? Uh, no, not in this room. Not in that room. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll go check room no. number nine. Number nine? Okay. Yeah. So number nine opens up um, opens up easily enough. Um, it is a cargo office. So the the guy who's in charge of all the cargo would, would work here. It's full of shelves and filing cabinets lining the wall. Just a great assortment. All sorts of, of cargo manifests and legal documents and customs forms there's a cluttered desk in the middle of the room uh with a with a chair by it the chair sort of tipped over um and uh you know as you kind of thumb through these different cargo manifests um you notice that this ship was carrying um all sorts of dairy products vegetables fresh fruit and a large contain a uh, large cargo of meat uh, of pork and beef here 
Okay, I want to okay. specifically look for when this ship set sail and, and where this ship was going. Is that available in any of these logs? Um, that actually. Listen to my voice. Listen to how fucking professional it is, just Scott. There's is, money on the line. That is big smart. You're, you're, we're talking big brain right here. Um, give me a second, because I actually have the answer to that. No worries. I'll sing myself a she santy while I'm looking. I'm like, I see shell seashells by the seashore. See shell seashells by the seashore. All right, and it's set. <laughs> Um, we'll say it's set sail um, February sixteenth uh, of this year. Do I know? Do I know the date? Do I know what date it is? You don't. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Just because you're a dirty, smelly hobo, for sure. Who who passed out drunk on a boat and then woke up in the sea? So you're not really sure. You know, it's probably February. Okay. Okay. That's my move. Alrighty, guys, gals. Well, I'm gonna join him in the room and peruse the legal documents because you mentioned there were some legal documents in this room. There are some legal documents in this room. There are. Okay. And what you do is you find um, the documents about the law of salvage, which which you know a little bit about, right? You, you've managed to kind of talk your way through this, but it states that the discoverer of a shipwreck is entitled to its full value and all goods recovered. Um, since the owner of the vessel has given up uh, trying to recover the shipwreck, uh, the discoverer is deemed to have full rights of its content, uh, content, although abandonment of the vessel must be proven. So you have to prove that this vessel was abandoned. The law of fines, which is also included, um, does not apply, uh, or when, where, where it does not apply, the person who salvages the uh, ship is not entitled to the salvage vessel, but is entitled to a reward. So if the owner of the vessel is still trying to get it, they should, that you still would be entitled to a very large reward as long as you're able to return the ship by minimizing damage to the ship and the environment and perils to other uh, people. And then there's other legal documents, just customs information and stuff like that. Customs animals listed or anything it's all just produce it's all just milk and shit produce um meat um but not where did live this, meat. where did the did it show us where it came from where did it set sail from yes it set sail from norway where was it going to boston boston, boston. is there anything boston. we we look at each other <laughs> yarg boston boston <laughs> Is there is there anything curious about the cargo manifest or anything that seems off or anything like that? Um, roll law for me. Okay. See, if court was decided that way, things would be faster. They'd be like, okay, prosecutor, <laughs> well, roll. Sorry. Treat me well. <laughs> Ooh, nice ten. Okay, yeah. Um. That's a that's a pass roll first off. So it, you needed only a thirty five, and you look, and these documents seem to check out. There's nothing really unusual. Um, they they uh, all have their proper custom stamps, and it just seems as though this was some. This is a legal. Uh, they're called a reefer, uh, a refrigerator ship, cargo ship. It was traveling from from Norway to Boston, carrying all sorts of of perishable goods. Guys, there's something off about this ship, but 
these documents don't seem to give any indication as to what it is. But something busted its way through those doors and killed some of these crew members. So either something was aboard and they didn't know about it, like you, Hambone, or mm-hmm. something came aboard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there are also stairs um, there that you could go up um, just in, in, in here, there, uh, here. In the ninth, oh, on the ninth room? In the ninth room? No, over here by the 13th room. I'll take the stairs to the next deck. I'll follow. All right. Yeah, but, follow as well. Right. Oh my you God, find... I forgot it was levels. I forgot there was levels of this shit. Mm-hmm. There's several, there's five levels to go through. So, oh, sick. You know, all right, all right. lots all right. of stuff. All righty, so you guys get up, and this appears to be, you know, you, you walk up this, this dark stairway that leads up to the second level and, you know, up to even further higher levels. The corridor is just deathly silent. And as you reach the second level, you, you find that it seems to be the, the crew's sleeping quarters. All the doors unlocked, most are ajar, and swinging idly as the ship kind of rocks gently with the waves. Every so often, you'll hear a slam as, as, a, as a metal door will slam shut and then kind of hang itself back open. I take out my candles and I hand them out to the homies. And I'm like, here, homies, light the candles and use them for the darkness. Arg. Arg. <laughs> yeah, Yarg. I like look at him, but my Yarg is a lot softer after he says Yarg. I'm like, Yarg. <laughs> okay, so we have candles. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would like, using the candle light, I, I guess I try and like and look for blood, right? Because you, because because Clive saw a shit ton of blood downstairs. Mm-hmm. So my guess would be that's what I guess we should follow whatever chaos. Well, in hindsight, shouldn't we we have gone through that door that got busted open and bloodied out that left outside? That just went out to the to the hallway from where you guys came from. He walked in from the hallway, and this mm-hmm. door is just inside. It is a bloodbath. Oh, it didn't lead. The door, there was only one in, one out. That was the one in, yeah. Gotcha. I'd like to spot check for blood. That's a five. Oh, boy. Um, so you see that there's blood, all right. And there seems to be sort of a, a trail. I taste it to make sure it's blood. Oh, God. Okay. I do oh, a really wow. cool, too. Where is it? On the yeah. floor? Yes. Yeah. And on the walls. Like, it's kind of spattered around, like kind of a light spatter. Yeah. I go, I put my hand up and I go, shh. It's blood. <laughs> That's blood, all right. So, and you see the blood sort of leads down the hall um, and into room number 17. I look at them. I, okay. <clears throat> I don't generally like to go towards spooky things. I don't know if I've ever told you this. I'm scared of the dark. But we don't really have an option here, so I'll go wherever you guys want to go. Let's go toward the blood. Let's get answers. So... As you get to room 17, you, you push open the door and it kind of swings freely. And it's a, it's a medical room. Uh, it contains, a, there's an examination bed and a, and a sink and all sorts of different little first aid materials, dressings and antiseptics. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but you see them kind of strewn about the floor. There's, there's blood smeared all around like someone was hurt very, very badly. The, one of the medicine cabinets is is pulled open and is, is sort of left again hanging ajar and everything in this room is just deathly cold just this 
thin layer of frost over everything. There's all sorts of different little medical medical tools, you know, scalpels and sutures and, and things like that, you know, kind of cast around the tables on all the different little counters. I'd like to spot check for morphine. Roll for me. That's a 17. God, what's your spot hidden? 25. All right. So as you, you kind of look in the drug cabinet and you see that where the morphine should be is missing. Uh, All right, let's get out of here, boys. You glance down at the floor and you see that the almost empty vial of morphine is, is laying there um, right next to a used syringe. I taste it to make sure it's morphine. It is. <laughs> I reach down and I, and I go, it's morphine. I fucking hate you. <laughs> yeah, it's morphine. Can I uh, spot check to see if there's any kind of like physician's notes lying around? Yes. Good one. That's a 36 and my spot check is 25. Damn it. You can buy it down for 11 points. I wouldn't. Yeah. No. No, that's okay. I, I was just offering to offer, but I, I wouldn't. <laughs> no, no, 11's too much. All right, anything you guys want to check out here? We're moving up. Oh, let's move on. Yark. Okay. I mean, there's, there is also like the crew lounge um, as well as the crew cabins if you want to look in those. But this is where the blood went, right? The, the blood came to the medical room, yeah. And it doesn't go anywhere else? Um, it came from like the what's crew. in that little room next to the AC room? Uh, room eighteen. Like if you see seventeen, and then you go through a little doorway, and then there's like seventeen still. Is that just like a closet? Is there something in there? Yeah, it's a it's a closet. It's a medical closet. Okay, so that's kind of the stuff that you were rifling through. Cool, cool. All right, <clears throat> let's head towards. Uh, let's head down the contractor uh, way and peek down those doors. All right. Each room is is sort of a as a small locker, personal belongings, um, as well as different clothing and personal touches, like you know, kind of dirty pictures of ladies, and you know what you'd expect on a, on a ship, you know, full of men that are out at sea for long periods of time. And in those rooms, you you also find spatters of blood, um, frozen to the sheets or the walls. I grab one of those nudie pictures. I knew you were going to do that. I well, I I grab one for you and me though. I grab one down, and I go, I've always been more of a, of a blonde. And I hand him a, a redhead or a brunette or whatever. But don't, hey, don't, don't let Merle know we're monsters. I, I think I got a shot. I think, I think between you and me, and I, like, I hog like a really disgusting hobo loogie, and I like scratch the side of my head, and I'm like, I think I might have a shot. And like, and like, and like, I go out the door. It's like a disgusting, horrible hobo, ugly, horrible man. Does anybody have a weapon out or anything? Are you guys? Just I was actually going to mention or? that, but you were describing everything so well that I didn't want to interrupt okay. you. But I have a, I have my knife, my big ass knife in my hand, um, and I have my candle okay. in the other one. Um, I have well, the flare gun close to hand, but like not necessarily in hand. Like tucked in your pants or something. Like yeah. Tupac style. Yeah. Love it. Exactly. What about you, Meryl? I've got the, the wrench tucked away, but I'm presumably still holding that uh, the last knife that Hambone gave me. The, Thank steak, God the, for Hambone. the steak knife, yeah. but actual butter knife? Yeah. Yep. And I go, all right, I, everyone, let Meryl lead the way. She has the best blade out of all of us. <laughs> and, and I'm going to say, 
go you guys go into the uh the corridor first i'll be i'll be right there and then i'll lead the way okay that seems suspicious i look at clive i that seems that seems oddly suspicious doesn't it well this isn't a case where ladies first really applies <laughs> ah you're right look at us two gentlemen arguing in an al- <laughs> arguing in an alley um, in an alley sorry a yarg I'm like, I cover my mouth really quickly, and I'm like, I'm just a humble pirate. And uh, head to number 15. Number 15. In, in this room, um, this is the, the bosun's room, uh, or the boatswain's room, and it's the maintenance guy of the ship. You find uh, the dirtiest pictures in this guy's room. I mean... This is the bedroom, and 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 he's got a lot of like, kind I of dirty pictures get sick. in I there. I get really it's like I'm like, oh Jesus Christ! They look at oh Jesus Christ! I like puke in the corner. He's a fucking monster, Clive. Clive, as you look, it's it. I mean, they're normal pictures. It's just like a lot of you know naked ladies, <laughs> like you know, full frontal and stuff. Well, this being the 1920s, chances are they're they're classic pinup yep. styles. I kind Same of point. comment to uh, to Hambone, you know, I, I think I have some of these actually in on the walls of my office, come to think of it. That one looks vaguely familiar. Oh, well, you know, Clive, I was joking. Anyone who has this type of art on their wall is a cool guy to me. <laughs> Yark. And, you know, and... I had a chance to represent a pinup artist during a court case at one time. I mean, it didn't really work out well for either of us, and particularly for the man, you see. Underage. Never mind. Um, oh, Jesus. Is, I, really I understand, know Clive. Should God be blamed for his creations? I, I understand. So, wait a minute. Hold on. Wait. You said this is the cruise. No, this is the weirdo. This is the janitors. Is there this a mop? Janitors. Is there a mop in here? Some type of uh, broom mop? No, better yet. Uh, is there like a crowbar? Like something that I can use to pry doors open with? Give me a spot hidden. Sure. <clears throat> While he's rolling his spot hidden, I'll just say that uh, Meryl waited behind and has hear- heard that they've moved on and she hears commotion in the next room. So she's getting ready to hurry up over there, but not before she can sneak one of the nudes into the pocket of her skirt as she follows them. Out of Meryl's a lesbian. I love this. Um, I, I'd like to amend 31. your backstory to make her 31. Um, what's, your, uh, what's your stat? Uh, does, oh, I'm sorry. 31 with my spot hidden of 25. I fail, unfortunately. Oh, man. Uh, I'm changing uh, your co-worker that you're in love with is um, Darcy now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you also hell- smoke cigars. Um, so he's hella sacked. Is- hell yeah. Alrighty. Um, and, and, but Meryl, as you, as you pull down um, the picture and kind of lean out to see um i don't know to make sure no one's looking you see this this huge just white thing um kind of looking in on the room uh that that the boys are in um and then it sort of slinks off down the hall and then down the stairs Okay. As I approach the uh, room the guys are in, I'm going to... Hey, Hambone. Yarg Merle. I hear you, darling. What, what can I do for you? Has it just been the two of you in this room the whole time? Uh, yeah, of course. Me and 
uh, Clive over here, just um, we're hiding the pictures behind our back. You know, just uh, talking politics and you know, you know the Kaiser, right, buddy? It does huh. look like I'm, Germany I'm like, will be will be a threat again in the foreseeable future. It's true. Of course, uh, verily and forsooth. Uh, <clears throat> okay, well, uh, spot check f- for the failed. Okay, let's go to number fourteen. Um, and and kind of as you you look around the room, you don't see um, you don't see a crowbar, but you do see a, a small ring of keys. Ooh, I grab those keys. Great. Alrighty, and uh, fourteen. So as you go into fourteen, and that's that is the cook's room, and you don't see any nudie pictures of of women in there. But when you close, uh, you know, as the ship rocks, the door sort of swings shut on its own, and on the back of the door there is um, kind of a risque picture, but it is of a man. I'm cool with that, right, guys? <laughs> I'm pretty progressive. <laughs> Hambone, progressive homeless man. Uh, you know, I've seen a lot in my life. Uh, cool. I would like to spot <laughs> check for a chef's hat. <laughs> Roll for it. Oh, fuck me. That's an 89. Do <laughs> you want to push the roll or buy no, it down? Why, no, not for fucking when some <laughs> Cthulhu shows up. So you, do you really want this chef hat? <laughs> like, I, I guess, dog. Really, that's what it takes. Um, no, I'm good. I'm not pushing it. <laughs> what can I do? A spot, spot roll for a chef's knife. Yes. How badly do you want the chef hat, Brian? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. That's gonna be a uh, twenty-five. Okay. Ooh, nice. Oh, twenty-five out of twenty-five. Ooh. All right. So you you. <laughs> Nice, you nailed it. So you kind of search through the room, and kind of as you search, you think, you know, that likely all of his knives are probably kept in the kitchen. And you kind of, just to be sure, you lift up his mattress, and there are so many pictures of naked dudes under it. (laughs) (laughs) Star, did you say you grab one too? Yeah, I'll take the best of the bunch. All right. (laughs) The biggest dong. You know what? Me too. I jump in there and I, you know, <laughs> I'll grab one too, right? I figure, why not? Look oh, at no. this guy. What are, what are you doing? Oh, you know, I'm just thinking. And I tuck it away. <laughs> no judgment. I sure hope not. Uh, we all look at Clive. Me and Meryl look, both look at Clive. We're like knee deep in man porn. Uh, you want to jump in on this, Clive, or before we leave the room? I kind of pick one up, look at it, and say, hmm, I should commission this fellow to make a portrait of me. Hey, Yarg, indeed. That's I, that's a Yarg bone between you and me, brother. Oh, wait, I'm slipping into Hulk Hogan there. Hold on. Yarg, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's happening. It's already begun. Okay, Um, and do me a favor. Don't check 18, Um, because and this is... It's not me trying to be sneaky. It is nothing. Okay. It is, it is, the description is electronics and there's no description in the book and I don't know why the fuck they put it there. Um, okay. Okay. We check eight. Um, really, so, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. We check 16. So you go into 16 and uh, this is, uh, it's a laundry room. Um, and there's all sorts of, you know, different kind of uh, cold weather gear and, and, you know, maritime 
clothing inside, as well as, you know, various uh, buckets and things as soaps that are used to wash the clothing, um, which are all frozen solid at this point. I don't know. Do I look? I don't know anything. What is this place to do? To clean your clothes? I've never heard of that. Why not just wear your clothes until they rip off your body from the sheer nature of life? And I leave in disgust. Cleaning your clothes. Ridiculous. Can I spot check for blood? Yes. Eight. And you search through this room um, and just very, very thoroughly, you know, and there doesn't seem to be any blood in this room. I mean, it's just cold, sterile, frozen, frosty laundry room. Okay, so no one's trying to, like, clean up after themselves. All right. I head to the crew lounge. All righty. And so... Well, I don't say um, that. I mean, Hambone doesn't say that. Brian said that. I spot check for blood. When, well, uh, okay. I rolled a 53. Okay. Well, when you walk into the crew lounge, it is, you know, again, just, you know, frozen. The carpet is, is uh, frozen, even like from the frost that is, you know, permeated it. Um, and it is, there's all sorts of little cheap, but very comfy chairs and coffee tables. Um, there is a a bar, and behind it is a Ooh. and there's a metal grate which is drawn closed and locked. Behind it is is various bottles of liquor, and the metal grate is kind of bent and damaged, as if someone tried to kind of like beat you know pry their way into it. And there's also a, a deck of cr- playing cards kind of strewn across the floor. Um, beside that metal grate, uh, that's that broken metal grate, you find a crowbar. It's lying on the ground. I used the crowbar to, you know, pry my way into the liquor cabinet, and I looked for the most expensive bottles available. Give me a strength check to to get on in there. Can I assist him? Like, help him while he's prying? Both of you, um, yes, yes, and there's a rule for that. So what I'm going to do is, who has the lower strength, is Hambone 58. So I'm going to add 58 <laughs> to, yeah, um, so... Uh, give me, Alex, give me a roll with advantage. All right, that's a uh, 91. I guess I've been drinking too much already. So, and, and then do it again for another try at it, because you've got advantage on it. All right, that is a 60. And that is, you're right on the money. So, and you just, you're pulling and you're pulling, and then Hambone kind of pushes, and the gate gives way and, you know, breaks loose. Uh, and just kind of hangs limply. Sick, I say. And uh, I grab the crowbar from him. I'll hold on to this. You have yourself a good time, Clive. You know that grate when it when it pops, it just kind of echoes. Through this dark, cold, sterile building. Uh, and Meryl, are you with them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with them. And you kind of look over, you see it. You see this heaping monstrosity, just white and covered in scales. And it reaches out, making a swipe at Hambone. Hambone! And Hambone, as you look over your shoulder, you see nothing. And that's where we're ended. Alrighty, guys and dolls, thanks for joining us here on Roll 420's Nights and another great game of Call of Cthulhu. I look forward to seeing you guys next week 
And I really look forward to you checking out our other shows, including Same of All Trades, This, That, and the Other, Reading Ronin, and of course, Roll 420 with Drew Banana Hammock Martin, Dungeon Master Extraordinaire. I want to thank all my players, and I want to thank all of you, viewers at home. Until next time, stay frosty. Stay frosty, boys.